Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there. This is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely revolutionize their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single, or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and minds. I have coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's subject is being better to yourself and to your partner, if you have one, in 2023. So I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, and I personally have not made one in I don't even know how long. It's been that many years. (laughs) But I do think that whether we intend for it to be or not, The end of the year is a time of reflection for all of us. And most people will reflect and think about how they can achieve better in the new year, reach their goals. Some of us will look back at a year and think, wow, that was really hard. That was really challenging. And then we look forward to a fresh, clean slate and hope for change. But I found that rarely do we think of the new year in terms of or within the context of relationship, most specifically the relationship we have with ourselves. And if we're in a relationship or seeing someone, how we can show up in that relationship in a way that is more congruent, more in alignment with who we actually want to be and what it is that we value. So you could say that this is an episode about working on yourself, but I don't love this concept of working on ourselves because sometimes that just seems exhausting. And I know that there's a fair amount of you listening right now who've done a lot of work on yourself. And then to think of doing even more feels like overkill. So here's what I have to say about that. Even though it does take emotional labor to look within and to get honest with ourselves, and it indeed takes effort and sometimes huge effort to break certain patterns and replace them with better patterns. The fact remains that the road to healing 
And the road to just reaching our goals doesn't always have to be paved with so much hardship. It doesn't always have to be paved with reading a bunch of books or trying to, quote unquote, fix ourselves. It really is just about being honest with ourselves about the changes we need to make so that we can be more fulfilled in life, so we can feel closer to who we really are, not who we think we should be. This isn't about fixing yourself because you're not broken. It's about expansion. It's about learning how to be happier, to feel like our lives are more meaningful, to feel as though we are living up to our own personal potential. And I truly believe that if we want to grow and we're in a relationship or we plan on being in a relationship, that's one of our goals is to be in a relationship. That's one of our desires. That the intent to grow and the quote unquote working on oneself to expand must include being a better partner. So I decided to compile a list based on the last, I don't know how many years now, 21 years of teaching and coaching people on some capacity, as well as based on my own personal struggle and growth and the growth and struggles of those who I am closest to. And to compile a list based on all that of the ways in which any of us can strengthen our relationship with ourselves and perhaps with another in 2023. And maybe you will resonate with every single one on this list. And maybe you'll just resonate with one or two things. But if it's just even one thing that really impacts you, then I think that I've done my job. (laughs) Number one, breaking our addiction to certainty, our addiction to the norm, the known. I truly believe with all my heart that part, and I put part in all caps and in quotation marks, I truly believe that part of what can lead to feeling depressed and what can lead to a lot of anxiety is consistently living inside the confines of what is comfortable while at the same time, deep down inside ourselves, we are craving change and we are craving some sort of adventure. So breaking our addiction to certainty means taking steps and sometimes very small steps in the direction of stepping outside of our comfort zones so our lives are not just this monotonous, highly routinized, boring an unfulfilling pattern. And not everyone is addicted to certainty, but like I said, I've compiled this list based on all the experience I've had with working with others and with myself. 
And this is something that I see probably the most, but obviously not in everyone. It's really about learning to do more of what makes us feel alive. And sometimes the first step is figuring out what that is. And then the next step is to follow through with that in ways that are healthy and constructive and supportive of our lives and the relationships we have. Because if you think about it, that change that you want to make, that adventure that you want to have, and that adventure could literally be going on a trip or it could literally just be making that phone call that you have been putting off for 10 years starting that project you've been thinking about. An adventure is anything that shakes us up and rattles us out of the routine and makes us feel more energized and inspired. And if you know what that thing is and you're still not doing it, there's some internal conflict And that internal conflict could be something really deep, like that's not what was expected of me. That's not what mom and dad wanted. Maybe it means that it would compromise a key relationship in your life. Maybe it would mean that you would have to get out of that rut of just comfort and you just don't want to do that. You don't feel inspired to do that. Got to figure out what the internal conflict is. And obviously, if you believe that it's going to rupture any key relationships in your life, that's something to take very seriously. But if it's something that you really want, then I would consider talking to someone, a professional who can help you make changes to your life so that they don't in any way negatively impact key relationships. Maybe it means having conversations with the person or the people who you think that you might disappoint. And, you know, this is not to say that certainty is not important. Routine is important. Having a sense of security and stability in life is very important. And no doubt, not everyone prioritizes it the same. But you know if it's taken over your life so much. And if you're in a relationship, it would look like the two of you getting out of the routine. Stop making the excuses of why you cannot prioritize your relationship. Whether it's kids, whether it's work, whether it's fatigue, whatever it is. Because part of what prioritizing yourself and your relationship is breaking the addiction or the co-addiction if you share it with your partner as far as your relationship is concerned to certainty. Have more fun. And this leads me to number two, which is very much related to number one. You may have to take steps because taking the risk, which is number two, Taking risks is so important, but I don't want you to be destructive. And like I said, some big decisions need to be taken in steps, like asking for help, 
sometimes the risk is you finally have to leave your relationship or your marriage. And I wouldn't just say you just blow it all up in one day because you listen to this podcast and say, okay, you make the decision and then perhaps you hire someone to help you make that decision or to follow it through with it. Or maybe the risk is you really need to change jobs. I might say, keep your day job. Start to pursue on the side what you really want to do. Build that up to a place so that you can financially stand on your two feet and quit your day job. So breaking our addiction to certainty, taking the risk in our lives, anything to make us feel, again, more alive. You know, this. someone once asked me, what does it mean, she was referring to her husband, when your husband is having a midlife crisis, which a midlife crisis could really happen for anyone. And I said, well, it depends what you consider to be a midlife crisis, because sometimes we misconstrue what that is. You know, we think that someone's having a midlife crisis, but they're actually not. But Generally speaking, a midlife crisis happens because we feel a need for change and we're incredibly bored, just bored. Sometimes that depression, sometimes, again, I put that in really big caps. I'm certainly not saying this is the only reason behind it, but sometimes that apathy and that sadness and that anxiety and those emotions that make us feel really tired and worried and stressed, sometimes it's because we're really bored, because we're not leading the life that deep down we really want to be leading. Sometimes a midlife crisis is not feeling as sexually vital as you once did, but really it's just a need for change. And so exploring our addiction to certainty, and this doesn't have to only just happen in midlife, obviously, just using that as an example, exploring our addiction to certainty, figuring out the risks that we really do need to take in life in order to grow and expand and to ultimately make the people who love us happier too because we step into a more dare I say, truthful and authentic version of ourselves. And it's really, it's a big ask when we tell people and we tell ourselves we have to be more authentic because most of the time, I mean, we're walking around with so much unconscious pressure to be a certain way that we don't even know what authentic is or how to even begin to be that way. But it starts with getting real with ourselves and recognizing that there needs to be some sort of change. It's about being realistic about the change. You don't want to just be irresponsible. But oftentimes the change that we want to make that we think is irresponsible is it's actually not. And when we talk to the people who are closest to us, they're all for it. Because really what everyone needs who loves us is for us to be in a better state. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Number three. Become a better listener. And I think this is something that most of us can benefit from in a relationship or not. And I believe that becoming a better listener means being more present when someone is talking to you, whoever that person is. And instead of strategizing what your reply will be, you really listen. Because when people share, when people talk to us, they're revealing a lot about themselves. And so whether you're on a first date and someone is just talking, you don't have to interrogate a first date with a bunch of questions. You just have to listen better for when they do speak because there's so much subtext in what it is that they're sharing. There's so much information. Not to mention the fact that when we are in the presence of someone who we're in a relationship with, no matter what the nature of that relationship, when we really listen to them, we make them feel like they matter. I think one of the most brilliant relational skills out there is the ability to make someone feel important, like they're the only person in the room. And sure, there are plenty of sociopaths who can do that well, but I'm obviously talking about doing this from a pl- with the a very pure intention, which is to build a bridge between you and that other person rather than always wanting to increase the gap. And that's what our attention does. That's what our listening does. It makes the person who we are listening to feel like they are worthy. And when the person who you are in a relationship with feels worthy around you, that is very bonding, to say the least. In fact, that might just be really all that it's all about. Feeling worthy around each other and how we can collaborate with each other to really help that, to increase that feeling. Number four, stand up for yourself. Have a zero tolerance for mixed messages from yourself and from others. If you're starting to date someone and you're feeling confused and one minute they're hot, the next minute they're cold and you don't know what's going on, 
I can't tell you don't get anxious because you probably will get anxious, but stand up for yourself anyway. Don't let the fear and anxiety consume you to the point where you ruminate and talk to all your friends about it and say nothing to them. Stand up for yourself. Face the fear of maybe hearing something that you don't want to hear and free yourself from the prison that is being in a situation where there is no clarity. It also means speaking up for your truth. What is true to you? Whether you're in a first date, third date, whether you've been married for 20 years, whether you're not in a relationship at all, and this is about other relationships in your life or your work, whatever it is, you have to really own your truth, whatever that truth is, and you have to be loyal to it because you need that. And if you're in a relationship, your relationship needs that. A relationship needs two people who are willing to stand up for the truth and their own truths because that eliminates the elephant in the room. It makes the relationship more honest then people know where they stand with each other rather than guessing. Your partner, past, present, or future cannot read your mind. So we have to speak up. We have to speak up. We have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for the relationship. We have to be loyal to our truth. And that means having difficult conversations sometimes. That means identifying the elephant in the room that is responsible for the growing resentment and eliminating it. Number five, open up and be vulnerable. Let's leave emotional unavailability in 2022. Let's just leave it there. Let your closest people see you. Let them know what you're struggling with. Let them see you cry and let them see your joy. Don't make yourself small. The people who love you don't want you small. The people who you want to foster deeper relationships with, you don't want to foster deeper relationships with people who want you small. And Opening up and being vulnerable might be a very difficult thing for you where you might need some sort of mentor, coach, therapist, book, retreat, program, whatever it is. There are many roads to healing. And sometimes we have to explore different mentors and different help to find what really resonates best with us. And sometimes what resonates best with us one year changes the next. But more often than not, it just takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of breaking our addiction to certainty because it is really safe in emotional unavailability. And we don't get hurt. But we do get hurt in the long run because if we live our lives closed off, we just block love from entering. So it might feel really safe and cozy, but love involves risks. 
Connection involves risk. It means that if we're going to be vulnerable, we might get hurt. But again, in the long run, we live in greater pain and suffering when we don't open up to the people who are safe. Because it just means a life of playing it safe and isolation. There are times when we have to play it safe, but a life of just playing it safe is going to give us a very particular life and guaranteed it's not going to be the life that deep down in our guts and hearts that we really want to lead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Six, take more responsibility for the state of your relationship. And if you're single, go into a new relationship when it's time with that mindset. Not if you suspect abuse. That's not, let's just shelve abuse. This is not in a case of abuse or if you suspect that you are being mistreated by your partner. That is a different episode. When more people take responsibility for the state of their relationship as opposed to blaming their partner instead of blaming circumstances, instead of just blaming everyone and everything outside of themselves, it's incredibly disempowering because if we can take full responsibility for the state of our relationship, and yes, it does take two, but I don't want you to fall into the trap of, well, they have to take responsibility too in order for me to take responsibility. Don't wait for them to take responsibility. You take responsibility. You see your part. You see how you can make it better. And then you assess if by doing that, you improve the relationship, you inspire your partner, or they're just not on the same page as you, then you can assess. But don't get caught in a tit-for-tat victim mentality. You have to take full responsibility for the state of your relationship. If it's going well, then bravo. If it could be going better, then figure out a way to, to make it better. Maybe you have to be a better listener. Maybe you have to break your addiction to certainty. Maybe you have to take risks together. Maybe you have to go work out more. Whatever it is, 
Do the things that you know you need to do to make your relationship better. And in doing that, you are actually making the relationship with yourself stronger. You see, when you're in a relationship particularly, there is no real separation between the relationship with yourself and the relationship with the other. By focusing on the relationship with yourself, you actually increase the quality of your relationship. And by focusing on the relationship and trying to make it better, I'm not saying being a fixer or trying to save a relationship that's codependent or not a good relationship, not talking about any of that martyrdom. I'm talking about objectively looking at your relationship and being like, this could be better and this is what I could do to make it better. That is very empowering. That is something that increases self-love and self-esteem because we are taking leadership And I think that taking leadership in different ways can be incredibly empowering, especially in a relationship and certainly in our own lives. Number seven, in the spirit of what I just said, figure out what your partner needs most from you. And figuring that out usually means you ask them, what do you need most from me right now? What is missing? Do you need more connection? Do you need more fun? Do you need more security and reassurance? Do you need to feel like we're growing more? What do you need more? And what do you need most? And then give it. And if you cannot give it, or you do not want to give it, then you need to be honest about that. And it might mean you have to reassess the relationship. But don't do it if that's not something you can do or want to do and don't do it just because that's what you're supposed to be doing it. You do it because you want to build a stronger bridge between you and the person you're in a relationship with. And you can do this with your best friend. You can do this with a family member. You can do this with your child, with your parent. Right after listening to this, have that conversation Number eight, appreciate yourself. And if you're in a relationship, appreciate your partner more. Appreciate yourself more and appreciate them more. Most of us, and I really do mean most, have a really unhelpful pattern, which is to focus on what is wrong and what is missing. Part of that is a survival strategy because we don't want to have the rug taken out from underneath us. And if we focus on what's wrong, then we can fix it and we can prevent bad things from happening in theory. But it does on the day-to-day become a pretty nasty habit when all we're doing is focusing on what is missing and what is wrong. And we are not focusing on what is right. Because rather than forcing gratitude on ourselves, When we focus on what is right and we can really appreciate it, gratitude finds us. It just does. So you could even take out a piece of paper and a pen right now and write down all the ways in which you can appreciate yourself more. Like, what can you appreciate about yourself? What have you achieved emotionally, physically, or even monetarily this last year or in 
the last 10 years? What have you overcome? What bravery have you had? It takes a lot of work to be human. (laughs) It takes a lot of work to be human and to be happy sometimes. So you have to appreciate yourself for all the miles that you've walked. If you did something, you know, if you're a high achiever, then you're rarely celebrating your wins. And it's important. If you did something that was hard, if you faced a fear, even if it wasn't a huge fear, if you just faced a fear, like that's worth acknowledging and celebrating. It really is. We just don't do that enough for ourselves because many of us in this culture are so bogged down with perfectionism. And we're so judgmental of ourselves and then we start to be very judgmental of others, but usually it begins with ourselves. And then your partner. Your partner who has habits that are likely really annoying to you and things that you wish they could do differently ways in which they could be different. But if you are still choosing to be in a relationship with them, then it really behooves you to focus on the things that they do. That's really amazing. That's unique. So focus on what is right. Try that for like one week with yourself, with your life, and with your partner if you're in a relationship, and notice what changes inside of you internally. Number nine, rest. Granted, not all of us need rest. Maybe some of us need a big kick in the butt and need to like go into action. And there's no question that that might be a fair amount of you. But today I'm focusing on all of us that need more rest. The impact of stress on our nervous system and our physiology is factually immense. And it leads to total exhaustion of the mind, body, and spirit. And a lot of us are running on empty, and a lot of us are trying so hard to be enough, to achieve enough, to make enough money to feel good enough that we're being crushed by the weight of our expectations of ourselves. And when we don't rest and stress gets the better of us, we are not great partners. And when we are rested, we are better friends. We are better people. We're better to ourselves. We're better to anyone who we love. Rest more. 20 minutes in the middle of the day or sit down and just do 10 minutes where you do absolutely nothing. If it's in your ability to do so in your lifestyle in the morning, wake up and have a restful, slow morning. Give yourself a day, a week where you're just resting your eyes, resting your brain, resting your body, just resting. Number 10. Give back in some way. So many of us are living inside our heads so much, which is related to the stress. And what happens is that when we live so inside our heads and even when we're working on ourselves a lot, part of what makes 
us so tired when we're working on ourselves tirelessly is we get so self-consumed. The world just becomes about me, myself, and I. And it's, it's not that we're trying to be selfish, but we just get so self-focused. And sometimes the best quote-unquote inner work is to not make ourselves the center of the protagonist of our story and instead make it about someone else. And I don't mean, you know, you become a martyr or a codependent. I'm talking about giving back in some way through work, through helping a friend, a cause, a child, an animal, a group of people, a plant, giving back more to your partner if that is what is appropriate. Obviously, I talked about appreciating yourself and giving back to yourself. So a lot of this has to do with self-love, but this very specifically is about giving back in some way to something or someone or to some group outside of yourself. But it has to be something that really inspires you. You're not just doing it to do it. You're not doing it because that's what else someone else told you to do necessarily. I'm just suggesting it because it really is a path to so much joy and healing. Is to get out of our heads, to help someone who's in greater need, and to feel like we've made a difference in our environment or someone's life. Again, it's what is most important to you. So that's my list of 10 things to consider and to start doing to strengthen the relationship with yourself, to being better to yourself and to being better to your partner if you're in a relationship or you're even just starting a relationship. Go with what resonates most with you and start right away. So whatever out of this list resonates most with you, take an action towards it right away. Because if you are feeling inspired right now, if you're getting some ideas, there is a window of opportunity, but that window shuts. And so you have to just do it because we're such creatures of habit. And it's so easy to then just fall back into our patterns. So make a change now. And maybe this means just sharing this episode with as many people as you believe needs to hear this. And I'm always looking forward to hearing from you. So if you have any questions or you want to have any requests for episodes, I want to hear it. You can contact me at hello at jillianonlove.com. And of course, rate, review, subscribe. And like I said, if you have a friend or many friends who can benefit from this advice, please share this. And I thank you for listening. Until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, 
Why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Nene Leakes, Teresa Judice, and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking betrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade. And all the drama. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcast.